So part of the reason why I'm making this podcast is to help people really get an idea of who Ryan Korea is and how he works. This episode should be one that demonstrates that quite well. So if I cease to exist today, people could say they had an idea of who I am right now and where I was headed, which I don't think is very easy um, for people on the outside because the whole paradoxical thing is a lot of what looks a certain way isn't necessarily what's happening on the inside. So today I'm going to share what's not going right, but would like to point out though that I'm quite an optimistic person. So these things are the smaller part of the equation in terms of how um, I look at things, right? Uh, which it basically helps me push forwards. And okay, so let's start from there. This month, uh, it's already the 6th of February, and I've been feeling a sense of panic over the last uh, few days at the end of the week. And that's because I still haven't paid rent. <laughs> And I don't have it as I record this podcast. So, yeah, the anxiety has been sort of cropping up, uh, which is expected. But it's very mild, though, and it's not in the front of my mind. And I'll explain a bit why I think that is. Uh, one of the reasons is because I've obviously built up resilience from the many times I've been in difficult situations in the past, right? So my story is about how I've basically been living out of a suitcase um, my whole adult life. There've been a few times when I was in an apartment living with people, but that was the early days when I first moved to London. And then I was like, this is nonsense. I'm a musician. I've come from Africa. It took me nearly five years to get here. I'm not going to waste my life in an office. This is not happening. So I left and I became a full-time musician, which meant busking on the streets of London and the underground. It meant living hand to mouth, literally. And so I've I've been there, done that, you know, like you build these muscles of resilience through life. So things you've experienced before are not as scary. If it's the first time, absolutely, you normally are going to be panicking. So I think that's one of the reasons I've been in this position so many times, especially over the last couple of years with this pandemic issue of just not having the rent and knowing I'm working very hard and I've got clients and things are, it's just going out faster than it's coming in. That's basically the, the problem with the money situation. Um, rent isn't cheap, right? Uh, usually, depending on where you live, a lot more than others, it's very pricey. So that's one of the reasons I don't think I'm panicking. The next reason is, I think it's because I'm working towards solutions and I usually am. That's my mindset. I'm always you know, I call it surviving forwards because I don't want to be stuck in survival mode and I haven't. Therefore, I've created quite an exciting reality for myself. But it's not because it was easy or meant to happen. I just kept edging forwards bit by bit. So I feel like that's part of the reason why I'm also not panicking. Because I'm like, no, I know what I'm doing. I've got a game plan and I'm very sure of my game plan and I'm in the middle of it. So it's not like I go, what do I do next? I know what to do next. I know what's happening. So... That's it, really. Um, let's talk about what's going wrong. So you guys just get a sense of what is in my mind at any given time that I know is not working or that I need to address. And also that brings me to the fact that things are also going right. Okay, so even though I'm going to talk about what's going wrong today, I'm also going to talk about what's going 
well or what's actually working because I think that that's always the case. There's always something going right. And that's probably what also helps me be positive and move forward because I'm going, hey, a lot of stuff I've already sorted out and a lot of problems I had, I've actually gotten rid of. So this is just another day with another set of problems. So we can get over it. And once I solve the money problem, everything else is literally going to shoot up like a rocket ship, you know? So that's very exciting. Right, so I guess the secret is mindset, right? Um, it's about how I look at life. And for me, I think your mindset can be either positive or negative. So in any given day, you're going to be thinking about something negative or something positive. Maybe there's a bit of neutral in there, right? But if you kind of tally it up, so at the end of any given day, let's just say you have 10,000 thoughts in a day. And out of those 10,000 thoughts, 8,000 of them were negative, literally like, I'm so stupid. I left the keys in the office. I knew I should have done this. I should have done better. Whatever those negative thoughts are, let's say 8,000 of them have happened in your head. And then the other 2,000 were positive thoughts, you know, things like, oh, I really love the way that looks. Ooh, I really like your dress. Ooh, um, whatever it is. So let's just say that's an 80-20 situation, right? So I think that it's so much better if you can get to the point where you're more positive than negative. And that's what I want to sort of demonstrate today in today's podcast. Things are not going well, but I'm not dwelling on them. I'm working on the solutions. So yeah, if you say you can, that's a lovely saying I have um, seen on social media and stuff. If you say you can, then you are right. If you say you can't, you are also right. And that brings us to the same thing, right? It's like whatever you believe in your mind, you will be right. Because if you honestly think I'm doomed, I'm never going to get out of this country uh, that I'm stuck in, which was my situation. I have no way of getting out. I've got no money, no visas. I'm just never going to go anywhere. Then I would have probably been right. But my mindset was actually, no, I can. I can do this, even though I don't have anything going for me apart from the, the talent and the skill and the education that I have. And it took me nearly five years, but I got out. So I think that's a very powerful saying. Another one, uh, which I really like, is your attitude affects your altitude. And I, I think that's a really cool thing because in aviation, right, so with airplanes, the attitude of a plane is usually which direction it's tilting, whether it's sideways um, as a roll, sort of left and right wing down, or nose up or down. And the positive attitude, if the nose is facing upwards, then the plane climbs. Um, it goes upwards, right? And if the nose is pointing downwards, the plane will dive so or drop altitude. So it's the same thing with your mind. I think if your mind is positive, then you will uplift your your reality and yourself in at that you know in that way. And so I just wanted to start with that because that's how I think. I'm kind of going, okay, how can I be positive with what I'm dealing with? Obviously, there are days where it's really hard to do that, and that's okay. But I've worked so hard on this over many, many years. And I think as a kid, I was already quite positive. I remember being a teenager and sort of people kind of going, you're just too happy for this to be real, <laughs> you know. Um, and even now, I think people are like, dude, you're laughing, you're joking, you're having fun uh, with whoever your company is even though you've told me all these things, like, damn, like, I, I wouldn't be able to relax. And I feel like it's just been a part, it's become a part of me. Okay, so, so let's dive in.
Right, so welcome to the African Alchemist podcast. Uh, this is a look at the behind the scenes from the perspective of an ambitious Zimbabwean musician who's spent most of his adult life living out of a suitcase on the pursuit of the seemingly unreachable. Right, so this is basically a story of um, the underdog, of never losing faith, and of perseverance. It's a story of spirituality and of self-discovery. Um, it's a platform for building a sense of community whilst also promoting compassion, equality, and diversity. Those are things that are very important to me. So it's 11.14 p.m. in Ibiza. I'm sitting at my desk at home feeling super tired. Like, <laughs> I was trying really hard not to fall asleep um, late afternoon because that would just been a terrible time to sleep. So I pushed through, I cooked dinner, uh, and here I am. I had to go and buy groceries yesterday and ended up having to move money around, you know, from this app to that app just so I could get enough to go and get some food. And my local account in Spain is now at five euros and 54 cents. Um, my UK accounts, I've got two of those, are both overdrawn um, at a value of about minus 1,300 pounds. So bearing in mind, I haven't paid rent for February yet. This is not a good situation to be in. <sighs> yeah, anyway, that brings us into the list of what's not going right, what's messed up right now. Obviously, as I've just said, my bank accounts are empty, which is not a good thing. Um, I don't want to talk more about now why that's the case, because I think it'll just take forever. Or that'll come in later episodes, but that's just the reality of the situation. Um, so therefore, I haven't paid rent. That's also not a good thing. That's item number two. The only good news in this sense is contractually, I'm supposed to pay rent by the fifth of the month, right? And the 5th was yesterday being Saturday. So today, Sunday being the 6th, not really realistic. And some banks don't transfer and, you know, do all that stuff during the weekend anyway. So technically speaking, if I can get money into the banks uh, tomorrow and pay my rent tomorrow, it should be more than fine. So that's the one of the reasons why I've been uh, not being panicked because I'm going, okay, if I've got, that's how I think, I'm going, hey, if I've got 24 hours, I can make a lot happen in 24 hours, <laughs> right? And um, I'll talk more about that uh, further down. So next up, I'm in debt. So um, the overdrafts I've mentioned, so I owe banks money. I owe some other people money as well over the years, you know, and it's just, it's frustrating to know that even if you make money, it's needed, um, you know, for paying bills or rent or paying people back. So that's just not a good thing. Um, my phone, geez, my phone, that is one of my biggest nightmares right now. So my phone is this 32 gigabyte Samsung. I love Galaxies, they're great. So this S7, I bought it in Denmark in 2016 as a refurbished sort of temporary measure because my main phone had basically died right uh, i ended up giving that to my brother so i thought now nah, i'll stick with this s7 for now and then i'm going to get something you know fairly soon hopefully but that did not happen because it just became more and more difficult to raise you know a good thousand uh, plus for a new phone and because i was traveling all the time it's not like i could get a contract um in a certain country and pay by month, right? Um, my UK account, 
I could do that. And if I've, I've looked at it now and it's just too expensive. Like if I take an, a contract from, you know, O2 in England, who I'm with, it would be literally like, what is it? Like now it's like three year contract. And by the end of that three years, I've paid like double the price for the phone than I would pay here. So that doesn't make sense for me. So I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do that. So I'm really keen on just raising enough money to buy a brand new phone and know that I owe it because the old phone died before. And so that could happen like in three years time. What if um, the phone breaks? You know, yes, there's a warranty and all that stuff, but then I need to send it to England, which was very complicated the last time because I'm always traveling, right? In different countries. Now I'm in Spain more than anywhere else, but that's where I was then. So the phone is a nightmare. It's too small. I can't do anything... Um, useful with it. I can't even have email on there. WhatsApp is always full and can't open because there's not enough space and I use WhatsApp a lot. Um, I've had to delete my wellness apps, my language apps. Like There's so many apps I just can't use because there's no space for them. So um, I can't really take pictures uh, and it's just, it's just full and it's not really good at all. So that is my biggest frustration actually um, because it's like you know, my everyday office. It's like having a computer that's like a, a really old computer with like a very small hard drive and you need to work. And that brings me to the next thing. My hard drives are all full as well. So my computer, it literally has very little space and online backup system that I use is not backing up anymore because that payment bounced about a good three months ago now. So my stuff's not backing up either. It's just like everything is basically fucked, like I was saying. So, yeah, I remember the uh, so the other day I was talking about how my phone deleted all these ideas that had been sort of just rushing through me that night and the, the week before about this podcast. And that file that got deleted, I was going to try and recover. And I just I ended up cutting my losses because it was taking a lot of time to figure it out and see if it was possible one way couldn't work. And then I didn't want to restore my entire phone because the phone's already really lacking in space. And I didn't want to risk losing everything else over the sake of this one note. So I've just cut my losses and kept moving on. And I'm just figuring out this podcast um, as I go. And the format will really sort of start to show up uh, and shape up very soon. So thanks, as I said before, for being patient with me. At the moment, I'm just sort of getting everything together, but I want to start getting into the habit of recording this podcast and sort of updating you on where I'm at and what I'm doing. And so that we can look back at it over, you know, a six months, a year and go, wow, that's where he started. That's where he's gone. And just to demonstrate to you how things work for me and how I've done what I've done in the past by building a house with no land, you know, doing things in the wrong order because of that optimism of going, well, even if I don't have land, I'm still going to build a house. And people are like, dude, you're nuts. So what else? Um, yeah, bills are going out all a lot. Um, things like tax and Spanish tax is just hectic. Like basically in Spain, you get charged tax for being self-employed even if you've made no money or if you've made a loss, it doesn't matter. So that's partly why my bank account was empty because the last day of January, like n nearly 160 euros got taken from my bank for tax, even though... I haven't made anything um, enough, should I say, because I've obviously made something, but not enough. Um, so that's that's what's going out. All these bills are going out. Uh, whereas a few years ago, I didn't have enough money to even have a Netflix subscription. 
you know, that 10 euros or that $10, I did not have it. So I didn't have a premium Netflix. And being a film scorer and a musician, that was, you know, it's part of my job. I should be able to watch Netflix and see what music is being used, right? Um, Spotify couldn't afford to have a premium of anything. I was literally hustling. And I was that sort of locked in terms of my mindset of going, I don't have money and I've got to save every single penny. It's interesting for me now because... I've changed into, over time, of course, into the uh, this mindset of going, no, I want to pay tax and I want to basically be in a place where I can pay tax because then I'm not just running around trying to, you know, save pennies here and there because I haven't made any money. You know, I want to make money. So if I get to the point where I'm making enough money to pay tax, that's a positive thing for me. I'd like to be in that space rather than the other one, which was like, oh, I, I have to be careful where I spend my money because I don't have much of it. So I've got Spotify, I've got Netflix, but these things keep going out every month. Um, you know, Shopify, I've got, you know, bills there. There's so many little bills that go out 5, 10, 15, 20 um, each month. And that's all adding up. So that's, that's also not good at the moment because I'm not making enough to sustain that. But I believe I will, which is why I'm doing it. I'd rather push through this difficult time and as opposed to get, get scared and not try, right? That's basically where I'm at. My headphones, jeez, my headphones. My headphones are a complete mess. They are so broken that it literally, people can't believe those things are what I put on my head. Um, I'm probably going to put a picture up on my Instagram or Facebook and link that to this podcast. Um, so if you're listening to this, check out the link and it'll hopefully be there. Probably not now because my phone and everything isn't great, but at some point I will start putting up, you know, social media. I'm not really doing social media for the same reason. The phone thing is just really debilitating. Um, but I'm definitely going to find a way to just show people <laughs> the stuff so you can see I'm not making it up. Um, my bass guitar is broken. It needs two strings replaced because the bridge is broken. It needs a new bridge. Um, which, of course, I haven't been able to replace. My violin had a broken string last time I checked, probably because of the humidity on the island. Um, I, I say last time I checked because maybe another one's broken. It's just like, mm, not good. But they need repairing, basically. Um, I don't have any studio monitors. So studio monitors are these speakers that you use in a recording studio that are specially designed for producing music. So you hear everything in a very realistic and more clear way and I don't have that I'm literally using right now this hand-me-down old hi-fi sound system you know those old sort of like home cinema systems where you had this one bass unit um, and then five tiny little speakers that had wires and you had like a center and front and left and back I'm using one of those like literally we're talking from the 80s or something and that's not what I should be using to produce music because it doesn't sound it doesn't give you the sound that it really will sound like if that makes sense so that's not good again that's that's work stuff that I'm being really held back by so at some point I need to get those uh, when I've got enough money to do that but that's not happening right now um, so my Cubase is outdated so the recording software that I use is uh, called Cubase and even that is so outdated that the company Steinberg doesn't even support the version I have. Like they already have moved on to such advanced versions that mine doesn't really match up. And therefore, I also am not able to produce music as high quality, so to speak, as everybody else is because the, the plugins and everything that come with these programs help the music sound modern. So that's also another disaster, right? So I'm also not making 
the right kind of music that sounds, which is why you'll hear Drowning in Space and Ghost Rider and all the songs I've released so far have this weird retro, like not so right there professional as everyone else sounding. And that's one of the reasons. So I'm being let down by my tools, basically, uh, which sucks. So my online storage, I mentioned before, that's frozen. Um, so I'm not backing up anything online right now, um, which is because I have an automatic system that does that. Um, two of my websites are down, which is also not great. One of them is my record label slash business consulting website. It's literally done. It's not working because the payments bounced. So, of course, they freeze your website and go, you need to pay us. And I'm like, I don't have the money to pay you, which means I'm not able to use my website to get more business. And that's not helping either. So I'm having to work around that. Uh, the other website that's down is one of my music websites, which I will be talking about in future episodes but i'm really excited about that but it's not really something i'm pushing so it doesn't really um yeah make me panic as much about that one but the fact is i need to pay two websites and that's that's 400 dollars in total that i need to find for those websites uh, so it's an annual fee and it's very important to have a website and i teach people this all the time with my clients your website is your business so some people say hey just use your social media and i was like nope that's not my business my business is my website social media is a marketing tool that allows me to go and find people and grow awareness to bring to my website so the website is like my corner store downtown and and so someone's saying well you should just like let the the, the shop go and just sit um, in the shopping mall instead and, you know, do your business from there. It's like, no, like, that's not how it works. So website's very important and I need to get them up. When I when I can, I will. So there's another hard drive that's broken. Um, this is 2016 and I was in a similar space. Everything was full, didn't have enough space. And I started using my backup drive as my main drive and I recorded my single Drowning in Space, which was on that drive. And I had all my GoPro footage from Australia and traveling the world. And that drive fell and got damaged. And that drive literally is still broken. And I can't access that information, including Drowning in Space and all these songs. I can't go and fix them. Sorry, to access that information, um, you know, to do any new mixes or anything. So I was quoted like nearly £2,000, I think it was, to get that fixed and maybe recovered up to maybe 70%. And so I really, when I have the money, I, it's worth it. I will do, totally like take it to somebody and see if they can recover anything there. But that's something that really got to me because that was like losing, you know, my livelihood because those, yeah, those files were very important and I haven't been able to get access to them. And a lot of them were, you know, going to be used for this documentary slash um film project I'm working on called The African Alchemist to help tell my story, you know, the visuals to say, look, there I was at the Great Barrier Reef in Australia and how I got there and all that stuff. So let's see. What else is... Yeah, my GoPro died a few years ago as well, which sucks because the GoPro was a great uh, piece of gear, you know, it was worth the investment I got to capture amazing footage, which was great. So unfortunately that died it was one of the first ones so it was like a hero 3 plus or something so of course now they're much more advanced and, and actually waterproof that one wasn't which is what went wrong i think it got a bit of salt water on it when i was doing some filming by the beach when i moved to ibiza so i've got to get a new gopro at some point my clothes now there's an interesting one so a lot of my trousers i've got like two or three pairs of jeans that are literally torn um by the crotch like they're just they should have been replaced long ago um but again it's like 
it's not a big, big, big issue because I'm like, I wear them and no one's really looking between my legs. But, you know, I think it's also because of my, my gigging when I'm playing on stage. I think there's a lot of movement with my feet because I play drums while I'm playing um, guitar and singing. So I think it's a lot of that friction that also you know, probably caused that. At some point, I'll be able to get more jeans. But, you know, I've got a couple, even my trousers, my pajamas, even worse. There's a hole in the back, not just, you know, in the crotch, which is a huge, huge tear. So that's my reality. But it's it's not something I worry about, to be honest, because clothes are clothes. I can get jeans, you know, whenever. That's not going to be an issue. At least I've got clothes on my back. You know what I mean? Um, and at least, you know, things like my T-shirts uh, are very good quality and I've got loads of underwear because of traveling. That was one of my things. I had lots of underwear and it's good underwear. So that's fine. It's just more the, the trousers. My my holes in my shoes is another thing. I've got one pair of Nike Airs, which I bought in Denmark a few years ago. High quality. So they've lasted long, but they both have holes now, like by the toes. And that's another upgrade I'm talking about. So before those shoes, I used to buy this cheap sort of Chinese you know, trainers, and they would literally last me sometimes three, four, six months, and then they would break. So when I finally had enough money in Denmark, I bought this high quality pair of Nike Airs, and they've really pushed me a long way. And in fact, wearing them still now, they just have holes in the front, but they are very comfortable and they still work. So um, there's that thing again of higher quality is better. So that's what I'm working towards, thinking in that way. Um, so my hair is another disaster. My hair is so messy, like so... I have right now, my hair is braided and it was braided like, I don't even know how many months ago now. It was like a good, maybe even three months ago. Uh, so a quarter of a year, right? And it should be about maximum two months, uh, but usually about a month you want to re replat it and, you know, get it done and get a trim on the sides. That's what I tend to do. And I have not touched my hair since like three, four months ago because, uh, oh my gosh, I'm making, I think it might even be four months or more. So... I basically look like a ruffian and some people have started saying to me now oh man you got dreadlocks i'm like no <laughs> those are not dreadlocks they're just my braids that I haven't been attended to for a long time so that's not good either uh, again it's not something I, I lose sleep over because i'm going hey my hair's my hair when i've got time i'll be able to get it done but for now it is what it is you know so my moped is another thing that's not oh, so i've got this scooter that i get around with that's what i bought and the first year I got here, and it's my mode of transport. And it was due for an MOT, which is like the roadworthiness test. Uh, in Spain, they call it the ITV, right? And I found a mechanic who was going to sort out the bike and then take it to the ITV for me and then bring it back. And the guy who did it for me two years ago, because uh, it's every two years with the bike, He's left the island, which is a shame because he was a really great guy, Steve, the mechanic. And so I found this guy through a group of people who recommended. And that was a month ago. And my bike still hasn't been returned. And there's been a lot of excuses and oh, not answering messages. And basically, last night I found out that this guy is an alcoholic and a drug addict and he's just like one of the worst people I could have chosen because he uses his clients' vehicles to run around with. And apparently he had a, an accident with one of his clients' vehicles like a couple of weeks ago. 
um, which makes sense because a couple of weeks ago, you're sorry, I was in the hospital yesterday, my daughter or something. So I'm like, something's not right. And that's why I try to find out more information through, you know, the, the community. Like, does anyone know this guy? Because I was recommended by someone in a group, but because my phone is so small, I deleted the group messages because I can't go back and see who it was who recommended it and, you know, sort of confront them about it. So that's not good. It's another disaster, um, which is not helping everything but it is what it is and i can only do what i can do so i'm going to have to this week figure out how to get my bike back at least i know where the workshop is so i pitched up on what is it my birthday actually so on, on thursday i mentioned you know working with a client of mine we had gone to f that workshop and it was closed no one was there but it's there and it's a real workshop and um as i said in that episode episode two that it looked like there was a bike inside that would look like mine, but I couldn't tell it was too dark. So I need to just go, I think, and get my bike as soon as possible uh, because it sounds like it's not getting done, whatever it is that I paid him to do. So that sucks. Um, so yeah, with all of this happening, you can imagine it basically means there's this sense of arrested development. There's a lot of energy and a lot of time going into like unnecessary BS because I'm trying to just hold everything together, quite literally. And I just wanted to share that, you know, um, in that sense. And then looking at everything, you know, the, an aeroplane needs a lot of maintenance before you can really get off the ground. And that's basically one of my problems. It's like there's all these things keep breaking or all these things keep needing my attention. So I don't have enough uh, resources and time to just get everything working so that I can go, right, okay, cool. And that's why part of this podcast is to show you my process for how I'm going to get from where I am now to where I've been working towards. And part of that is getting a team around me, um, which is going to be really interesting to see what that looks like as it goes, because obviously that's my whole idea. I built this because I wasn't planning to do everything. I just had to because it's my dream. But now it's time to find the people around me who will be my team and how we can scale in terms of making more money and, um, and I'll explain more about how that's all going to work as I go. So on the health side, um, stuff that's not going as well, which I think is worth mentioning. So my eyes, um, yeah, it was like a good 2010, 2011, quite a long time ago. I was trying to read music and I thought, oh, these are just dots. I can't see the music very well. I need to get my eyes tested. And I went and it was very difficult because, you know, when the doctor says, um, is this better or is this better? And you're like, I don't know. It didn't really change. Oh, really? Okay, is this better? And he was stumped. I remember he was like, what? I don't know what's happening with you. I don't understand. So he kind of gave me a prescription, but he wasn't really sure if it was going to work. And he said, just see how it goes. And in true fashion, I had to keep moving. I had to keep doing this. So I haven't really been able to get a proper, because in the end he said, no, you get a, need to get a full um, comprehensive eye test, not just the standard sort of, basic one that we do you need to get someone who has got the machines to literally do a full-on you know scan test so that's something i haven't been able to do in like over 10 years or just about 10 years which is ridiculous but that's how crazy uh, my life has been when i say i've been living in survival mode I, I literally mean it because you don't have time to go find an optometrist or pay for one if you're constantly going from you know day to day trying to figure yourself out and going from country to country and trying to just hold this whole craziness together um, but I survived it and I'm here, but I would like to get my eyes tested properly. I also need to get my ears looked at because unfortunately, um, a good few months ago, second half of last year, I had a right ear accident. Like my right ear was basically 
um, put through traumatic event, which was just a few minutes of too high a volume um, on the motorcycle, on the moped, because I was trying to get somewhere and I use one ear to navigate because I can't have my phone out, obviously. And the rubber sort of um, ear bud had gotten lost. So I just had the little earphone and so it was going in deeper than it usually does and I couldn't really hear it very well. So I ended up turning it up to way too loud um, for a few minutes and that was enough to shock my ear into a ringing. So I probably have tinnitus now. Uh, it comes and goes and it's annoying. It's not very strong, but that's not great. Um, and just the, the things that happen to you that are n unnecessary when you're struggling, you know, those things wouldn't be happening if I could afford a car, for example. But because I'm running around on this bike and it's not easy having a bike in all these seasons and trying to navigate. Anyway, that's what's going on there. And then my left shoulder is not very happy. I think that's more of a neuro sort of like neurological thing. Um it's a bit of a weird, like, hmm, what's going on there? So it just, I need to get myself sorted, you know? Um, and as I said, I don't really have access. I need to look into all of that. Uh, my right thumb has got this, like, it's a bit of annoying. It's kind of a bit, like, a not painful, but a little, like, when I do stuff. And it's right in the middle of my thumb. And it's basically, I looked it up, it's called a corn. Um, and... This is what apparently I found on the internet. It says corns develop on the fingers or hands in response to pressure, um, high pressure usually, and friction and long-term abrasion. So some examples of people who are more likely to develop corns on their fingers include people who frequently work with their hands, such as construction workers, gardeners, mechanics, guitar players. There it is and athletes so that's what i realized i'm like it's interesting it's exactly where i hold my plectrum and when i'm playing guitar so it's just uh the way the body kind of protects the skin so i need to get this sorted because i've had this for a good few years now i think maybe even four or five years it's getting to that i've had this corn and i need to find a doctor and just say hey what do we do to get rid of this because it's annoying me uh, but it doesn't sound like it's anything to worry about it's just um inconvenience uh, so i would love to get rid of it um, but yeah, again, way, 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 way too many things for me to deal with. And I'm just trying to do the best I can. The best thing about my plan is I just need to sort out my, my finances. As soon as I'm not freaking out about rent from month to month to month and I'm making enough and everything ties in, then I can start looking after myself better and, you know, looking at my health and get my gear upgraded so I can actually start doing proper, you know, quality work again. So I hope you understand how everything is fucked. Like, this should give you a picture of how badly everything is going for me, generally speaking. But somehow, something in me is like, so what? This is all, like, material stuff. Like, as far as, far as I'm concerned, I'm waking up every day, breathing, living, healthy. I'm going to keep going for my dream. That's just what it is. No matter how long it takes me, I will get there. And that's some weird promise I made myself years and years ago and I meant it and that's something I found about me as a person it's like usually when Ryan says something he means it and I'll talk more about that um, in the podcast because there are very specific examples of things I said as a kid which I was told that's never going to happen and it's happening <laughs> so you know as they say be careful what you wish for was for me it was more like a knowing it's like no I know this is me I'm going to do this I had to figure out a lot of it and go I don't know how but I know I can do this you know 
So anyway, I'm kind of in need of a miracle, but instead of waiting for one, I've always been actively working towards a miracle, if that makes sense. Like so many things aren't working out, but I'm not waiting for this miracle because I need a miracle. I literally, what would solve my problem right now is if someone was like, hey, here you go, here's $10,000 or, oh yes, um, we want to work with you and we're going to pay you $80,000 to do a movie uh, score. I mean, a song, put your song in our movie because just putting a song into a movie can pay you like anywhere up from like $100,000, like for one song, like, or an advert, like a global advert. Like I just need that one miracle that will just solve my problems. Because when I don't have to worry about money anymore, then I can finally start doing what's important, you know? And so that's kind of the miracle I'm talking about. So I've just got to keep working towards that miracle and not waiting around for it. And that one moment when everything will click into place uh, will literally bring a lot of what I'm imagining into everyday reality. Like my life will change overnight when that miracle happens, whatever it is. I don't know how, but I feel like there's this thing that'll just shift everything into gear. Because it's almost like I'm living in the future in my mind, um, but I'm living in the present in reality. That's how I feel. It's like, dude, you're, you're dreaming. And I think that's what dreams are, right? It's almost like a future version of you is saying, hey, come here. This is what you can do. You can do this. Trust me, you're going to get here. And, and you're going, what? Look at my life. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel. However, I'm so much closer because it's no longer just a dream anymore. It's, it's a reality. I'm, I'm living parts of it already. So it's just about walking on. There is a plus side. And, and I really focus on that more than anything else. So just to tell you a bit more about what I think um, is working out for me and where, you know, where things are actually, there's proof that, yeah, I'm getting there and this is it. So one of them is... I'm living on a Mediterranean island in the sun, right? It may be tough to maintain, but I am physically here. That's already a big part of my dream. I was like, ah, England is not for me. And I tried Germany, Germany, but I love Berlin, but winters, they suck. And other European countries are really, really cold. I, I lived in Scandinavia for a few years. I love Denmark, Sweden, Norway. But again, winters, winters are a problem for the Southern African dude, you know, the sun baby. So I'm already living part of my life. I was like, no, my dream life is to live in the sun. So here I am. And I'd rather be here and then work my way towards being comfortable and being able to live it rather than live an entire life and then try and basically retire to the sun and hopefully live long enough to be able to retire to the sun. You know, I was like, no, start as you mean to go on um, is something that a Coldplay song says, which I love. Um, start as you mean to go on, which is what I'm doing. Um, so what else? Um, I'm still able to build the dream, right? That's something that's positive and living parts of the dream life already. Um, but I'm still in the race. That for me is the positive thing. I think, yeah, that's great. I'm still living, working towards my dream. Um, and that's really positive. There's a sense of freedom, which for me is very important. I, I live a very free life, meaning every day I wake up, I'm my own boss and I get to decide what to, you know, work on. Um, I'm working with my clients. I'm working towards building a music you know, career, well, I already have a music career, but I'm building the music career um, into sort of a larger scale. And and I just love that sense of freedom of going, well, I chose to live in Spain and here I am. And if I decide to move and go somewhere else, I have that freedom. And it's just very important to me um, who I want to work with, you know, what, what I spend my time doing, um, very, very important. And so that's already a positive in my mind. I'm not stuck in a job I don't like. 
So the other thing that's positive is that I have so many wonderful people that I have in my life from all over the world. That is, again, really important to me because I love people. I'm just so in love with people. I think they're the most fascinating species on this planet for me. And there's just so much potential for good and so many wonderful people in this world. And I just love having this global connection of people from everywhere. So that's I think, is a very positive thing. And another positive for me is that I'm in good health, right? Um, I'm eating better because I'm living in one place and I can get all the groceries I need, my vegetables and fruits and everything like that. I have a smoothie every day when I start my day, which was a dream, by the way. At one point, I was like, oh, I wish I could have a, a blender and make smoothies every day. So I bought a blender because I live in one place now. Before, I was living out of a suitcase and needed a very, very little. Um, otherwise, I would be too heavy in terms of travel. Um, a positive, this is going to be a weird one, but it's it's true though. I have a very nice backpack. Like my backpack before the one I had now was terrible. It was falling apart, like the shoes, like the clothes. It was like, hey, I don't have money for a new backpack, and so I'm going to use what I have. And the computer was exactly the same. It was falling apart. Wires were literally showing. The screen had split, and it was a disaster. But I was using it because that's what I could afford, and it wasn't even that great a computer. And luckily... Um, what I what was a, what I call a great manifestation story. I now have a very very good computer, and I will tell that story too in a future episode because that's something that um, I'm just very grateful for. And what else? Um, yeah, my, another positive for me is like I've got good clothes. Like mostly my clothes are good. Yes, some of them are torn and disastrous, but I shouldn't make it sound like oh my gosh I look homeless. No, I think I look quite good when I'm dressed. It's just that some clothes I haven't been able to replace yet, but others um, are looking great. So those are positives, you know. As I said, um, my undies are pretty in good shape. Uh, my I've got some silky ones which I really love, like boxes. I've got socks, lots of socks. I've got t-shirts. I love my t-shirts and especially v-necks. So, you know, uh, not bad. Um, that just alone is something to be positive and grateful for i have clothes you know um yeah and i mentioned the the nike airs which i'm still wearing now and, and i'm you know that's a positive I'm like hey i've got some decent shoes even though they've got holes they're really comfortable and they look good on stage and when i'm outside because it's the only pair of shoes i own apart from some flip-flops and some boots which i don't wear anymore because i used to do the whole rocker boots thing before and now i'm more like a now nah, i like trainers more comfortable and when i'm drumming they are perfect for that um, so, yeah, I've got my own home. That's a very big positive for me. Like, I literally lived out of a suitcase um, and I was couch surfing and busking and living in hostels for a long time. Like, until 2020, I was always on the move and sharing. And so 2020 is the first time I lived alone. And now I've moved recently to a new apartment and that is huge for me. That's such a big positive because it means I can be sitting here talking at midnight and not worry about, you know, making noise for anybody. There is no one watching TV in the background. Um, I can just be in my space and figure out my own routine and become very productive because I'm literally working where I live and I love that. And so, yeah, that's a positive for me. Very, very, very big positive. Another positive for me is that I live next to nature. Uh, my neighbors literally are a farm. So outside my window every day, I can see sheep and goats and they're quite entertaining to watch. Um, I've taken some videos of them climbing trees and playing and ramming each other and stuff. Um, so maybe I'll show you guys that on my Instagram or something when I finally can start posting again. And so that's really something I'm happy about. And yeah, it's like... 
generally speaking, I'm happy, okay, because I'm already um, doing everything that I need in under one roof, right? I can come up with a song idea and I can record it at home. I can do the mixing and mastering at home. I can do the album cover design. I can put it up on the internet. I can build websites. I can do everything, which is partly why I also struggle with the money thing is because I've kind of been working for myself and building my own um skill sets and companies but i can't pay myself because i'm not paying myself if that makes sense <laughs> i work for myself for free so the whole trying to get clients and everything is something that i'm focusing on but that takes time to go out and market and all that stuff and i'm, but I'm also trying to build my airport so to speak right i'm the i'm the pilot trying to build an airport so i can do some of my own flying so it's just a very crucial time right now everything's kind of coming together it's like the, the the jelly in the fridge is still liquid. Uh, it's not quite, you know, that jelly consistency yet, but it's nearly there. It's nearly there. That's what it's like. So we're, we're getting there. So yeah, the game plan I wanted to say basically is the positives, the negatives are there, right? But what's the game plan? What am I going to do to change my situation? What am I doing? So generally my game plan is this. I'm staying focused um, on the solutions, of course, as I said, like, let me not worry about what's going wrong, which is why I said I'm going to tell you what's going wrong, but I'm not thinking much about those unless I'm thinking about solutions, right? And the whole thing about Monday being a good day for rent, I think I'll still be okay to get it in. Um, that's tomorrow. And I'm staying calm and taking action, right? That's what I was doing this last few days. And because of that, I made a few pitches Um with people I know and what should be happening is tomorrow I should be getting some money in because I've gotten a new client which is great and that should be enough to get my rent in alongside another payment that I should be receiving tomorrow as well so technically speaking I should have enough for rent by the end of tomorrow okay fingers crossed so that's another thing that's a result of me taking action I stayed calm and I made some phone calls and I spoke to some people did some pitching and it looks like some of that is going to work. Um, so yeah, that's basically one of the things that I think is part of the game plan to keep reaching out and talking to people. Um, and especially when it comes to mental health, like talking to like-minded people, people who are also positive, not people who are going to say things like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? And, and just try and bring more panic into my life. Like, I think that's something I've got to be very conscious about. So that's what's happening there. Um, what else? Like taking it a day at a time, I think is very important as well. Like, you know, not trying to overwhelm myself. Go, well, what can I do today? And what can I do tomorrow? Um, and just remember I've been through worse basically. So what else? Yeah. I, I just remember I've been in situations where, you know, I flew to Australia in 2013 for the first time and I landed with 200 pounds in my bank account for three months. Like that's the kind of stuff I was doing. And flying from Nashville to LA the one time, and I landed in LA with nowhere to sleep that night. I was at the airport, literally on my phone, going, who do I know who can give me a, a room? And I didn't um, manage to find anybody. And I figured stuff out, um, and I paid for an Airbnb that night. But that was like $60 that I needed. You know, I didn't have a lot of money. So that was like, it would basically made me really broke within like two three days if I was if I did that so I was like trying not to do that um, but I played my gig in LA it worked out and I did a bit of couch surfing but it, it happened and it was pretty crazy way to live but it means I've been to America and I've 
done amazing things as opposed to saying I'm not going to do it because I don't have enough money right that's where I come from in terms of my thinking so now it's an easier right I'm like hey if I've done that then this is like psh, we can do this no we, we've got this that's something that I think is important to also you know just mention and this is what I want to tell you guys and show you guys is over the time I'm going to be telling stories and making film uh, sort of a documentary series on YouTube to show you guys all these, like I've got video of Nashville and LA, all that stuff I'm talking about, I was filming, um, which was just so much fun. And I'm going to tell you that story and and just fill you in on what I'm doing next and what, you know, the next exciting chapter is. So that's basically what's been going on. Um, in terms of relationships, something interesting has happened. So um, the last couple of episodes I've probably mentioned that I'm in a relationship um, with this lovely lady from the island and she and I have been seeing each other for about a year and a half in total and we hadn't seen each other for a whole month um, in January because of all these different reasons. She was really busy and had exams and I was also busy trying to find rent in January <laughs> and putting together this masterclass which was a success. But the masterclass paid for January and it only finishes tomorrow. So I'm kind of a week behind for February. And this is kind of why this happens. Like this stuff happening and I've you know got great results, um, feedback from the musicians on the masterclass. But it's just like trying to focus on my career. Um, and then I had the whole COVID thing, which was also the beginning of January. So I had to isolate. For, I did for 20 days. I isolated and just made sure that, you know, she didn't come over um, just to be safe. And then she ended up getting bronchitis anyway. So it's just been a crazy month where we haven't seen each other, which isn't usual. We see each other at least every week, usually. So she came over yesterday, finally. And um, we had a very sort of heart-to-heart -heart talk about our relationship and where it's going. And the result... Of that conversation was that we've decided it's better to go back to being friends basically and i feel okay about that because it was a very conscious conversation it's like yeah that feels right we've kind of shifted more into the friend zone anyway it's almost like we've run our relationship has run its course um in, in good ways, you know, it was a good relationship to have and we, we were good for each other for a time. And the person that she met in lockdown is quite different to the person I've become for her because I was at home, I had mental health, you know, um, struggles. Like there were times when she was literally bringing groceries to me and taking my bins out because I was not leaving the house. I was in a very bad mental state. Um, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, it was, you know, I was functioning and I was, I was there, but I knew... I wasn't in a good space and she was really helpful in that regard and I was the same for her and so we were really good for each other in that way I really helped her through stuff so I said to her you know what you should come onto the podcast and let's talk about our relationship and give people an idea of what our relationship has been like how it's worked especially from a non-traditional point of view which is um, from the beginning it wasn't a hey let's get together because I'd like to uh, one day you know, live with you and propose to you and try and get married to you. And we start a family. That was never how we got into the relationship. Um, because I'm very honest about how I'm talking about open and honest, right? That's the person I am. So when I get into relationships or meet women, I usually do that. I'm like, hey, this is who I am. And this is what I can offer and what I'm looking for, more importantly. And if it doesn't match up, it doesn't match up. As opposed to having to try to talk someone into liking you. Um, and so I think it would be great to, for us to have a chat and just discuss our relationship dynamics. 
and just give people an idea of yeah how things can be that are maybe not as traditional as people expect um but anyway that's something that's happened this weekend and i'll leave it at that yeah it's been a long one sorry for uh the way this is going to be honest i'm, I'm just feeling a bit like ooh, taking too long kind of a bit rambly but i i wanted to just capture this moment that's why i'm doing this and to make sure that i keep going that is the thing um this theme of now is just like, Ryan, keep going and stopping a perfectionist. Because that's part of my issue. Like I have this perfectionism thing where it's like, no, it's got to be perfect and it's got to be edited and look great. Because, you know, when you write a song and you put it out on radio and stuff like that, it's not a demo, right? So I think that way. I'm like, that's no, got to be an amazing end product. So this is, the podcast is designed to be the opposite of that. This is a behind the scenes. This is a meet the real me and my process this is what this is so you will see the other stuff go out and the professional recordings and everything like that but this is where you come to see how i get those things done um and how they've come to be and the things i struggle with and the things that i'm doing that are going well and so it gives you an idea of just yeah who this guy is um and his crazy story so if you'd like to support me on the different projects I've been building, then please do check out the show notes and you can get links to the various things that are currently live. The first one is my VIP community under ko-fi.com, which is a Patreon type of platform for my music project called I See Hearts, which is acoustic folk. I call it passion folk. So you'll get VIP access there. There's merch um, behind the scenes. You'll be able to help me choose songs and see what I'm about to release and watch me write the songs in process before everybody else does. So if you're into things like that, do check that out. And there's the live stream um, option where you can tune into my live streams and help by donating and tipping online, um, which is another way you could support as well. I also do consulting one-on-one -on -one and group consulting for creatives, for wellness professionals, um, usually small to medium businesses, when it comes to marketing, branding, and strategy, social media, I help people basically take their brand online and uh, find success. That's something that uh, is very useful nowadays. And I just finished running a masterclass for a month, which was fantastic. If you know anyone or if you're interested, then do check that out as well. Then there is the bespoke song package, which I'm very excited about. So if you are having an anniversary, a birthday, or just want to treat somebody or treat yourself, and you'd like an original song written by me, but telling your story um, about your wedding or your birthday, or maybe it's the 10th um, anniversary of your company, anything like that, then I am, yeah, producing full studio um, songs tailor-made to the client and that can be in the genre of your choice so if you're into dance music we'll make it a an edm banger or if you're into acoustic folky stuff then the style will match your vibe basically uh, so do check out the link for that that's pretty exciting and then i've got um, a merch and clothing sort of online brand company called zoom excite but we also do african artwork and we do blankets uh, there's a really nice cheetah um, wildcat that I've got a blanket design from Tom Varley who's an amazing photographer in Victoria Falls so that's a really exciting project and just lets you know that I have been busy and all these things are money-making um, projects and 
revenue streams. And so if you're interested in supporting, do have a look. And otherwise, yeah, that's it. On that note, I'm going to um, end this one off. Uh, it's Monday tomorrow and a new week up ahead. Let's see what it has to offer. And um, stay tuned for the next episode. And um, I'm really excited to, yeah, to get into the storytelling. So I want to really get into the storytelling and sort of tell you stories that demonstrate all these things that I'm talking about. Um, and then getting some interviews in as well. So on that note, thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to this for the first time, please do subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. And hopefully there are a few more episodes for you to delve into in the meantime. And we'll be in touch and we'll be chatting again soon. Ciao.